Chris Hedges, the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist and former Middle East Bureau Chief of the New York Times, will speak at the Media Century this Wednesday at 7 p.m. about the um, genocide in, in Gaza. You recently posted that phase one of Israel's genocidal campaign on Gaza has ended. With phase two beginning, it will result in even more higher levels of death and destruction. What is Israel trying to accomplish? Well, this is part of the Hundred Year War, as the scholar Rashid Halidi calls it, uh, by a settler colonial project against the Palestinian people, against an indigenous people. So in terms of intent, nothing has changed since uh, the turn of the 20th century when uh, Jews comprised about 6% of historic Palestine and then we saw uh, settlers, uh, particularly uh, after the Holocaust, uh, uh, populate Israel. Um, and, uh, and we have had moments, 1948, the Nakba or catastrophe when the state of Israel was founded and um, 750,000 Palestinians were ethnically cleansed into refugee camps, many of them into Gaza. Uh, and there were a series of massacres by Zionist militias. Then the 1967 war, when about 250,000 Palestinians were ethnically cleansed from historic Palestine and the remaining 22% of the land in Gaza, the West Bank and East Jerusalem that was still occupied or controlled by the indigenous population were taken by uh, Israel. Now, uh, this has always been accompanied by a kind of slow motion, ethnic cleansing, a slow motion a seizure of more and more land, especially in East Jerusalem, uh, but also in the West Bank. Uh, after the election of Hamas in 2006, we saw Gaza sealed off, became the world's largest open air prison. Uh, and uh, to periodically keep the Palestinians in Gaza subjugated, Israel launched periodic five or six military operations. Remember, these are operations against a population that does not have an army, a navy, an air force, mechanized units, uh, command and control. Um, it, it's really a misnomer to call it a war. Um, and then, of course, we saw the events on October 7th when Hamas fighters and others broke through the security barrier that surrounds Gaza uh, and kill uh, roughly uh, 250, 300 soldiers, along with civilians. I mean, clearly war crimes and atrocities were committed. Uh, and this has given the Netanyahu government, which is the most extremist government in Israel's history, the green light uh, to do what it has always wanted to do, uh, and that is uh, carry out a campaign of massive ethnic cleansing, uh, pushing the Palestinians or destroying the infrastructure, making Gaza uninhabitable, and pushing the 2.3 million Palestinians, the ideally, over the border into the Sinai in Egypt. Now, Egypt and the Arab leaders, despite U.S. pressure, have so far resisted uh, that uh, 
uh, call for them to accept uh, Palestinian refugees who we know, of course, would never return. That's the plan. And, and as part of that plan, we're seeing uh, a pounding of Gaza, a shelling of Gaza, destruction of Gaza, unlike anything we've seen uh, in decades. I, I mean, I was in the war in Sarajevo. I was based there for the New York Times. We were hit with three to 400 shells a day. Uh, that resulted in about four to five dead a day, two dozen wounded a day. And I don't want to minimize that experience almost 30 years later as I still have nightmares about it. But you compare that with Gaza where hundreds of people are being killed a day, over 6,000 children. And it so gives we, you... we, we have limited time. So let me get another question in. Uh, Hamas is often described as an offshoot of the Muslim, Muslim Brotherhood. And many say they were initially promoted by Israel and the United States government as a way to undercut the more secular and socialist leaning Yasser Arafat and the PLO. In its early years, it gained a lot of support among Palestinians, providing social services. What is Hamas like today? What is it seeking to accomplish? And what is its level of support among the average Palestinian? Well, it is quite, it, it is an offshoot of the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, it, it was, uh, part of the Israeli strategy to allow Hamas to get support, primarily from Qatar, uh, as a way of dividing the Palestinian leadership. This was Bibi Netanyahu's strategy, didn't work out too well. Uh, what is their level of support? Um, I think their support before this was always problematic. I hadn't been in Gaza for a few years, so things could have changed. But I think after this incursion, and I just came back from Qatar and from Egypt, the level of support, not only among Palestinians, because they are resisting, but throughout the Arab world is very high. How can a less than just peace be accomplished at this point among Palestinians and Israelis? Well, at this point, the only solution is a one state solution from the river to the sea. That means equal rights for all. The two state solution is not viable. Number one, Gaza has been destroyed. It's, it's not livable. That's the intent. And number two, there's so much settler uh, and military occupation within the West Bank. Israel now controls about 60% of the West Bank. It's not viable. So if there is going to be a lasting peace, it's going to be a secular state where everybody has equal rights, Palestinians and Israelis. Um, the, the level of support for Palestinians, at least in my experience, is significantly higher than it's been in, in previous uh, years, especially among young people. But, uh, you know, certainly the Biden administration continues, at least publicly, to do, you know, carplant support, you know, for whatever the Israeli government is doing, allegedly doing a little bit different behind the scenes. How can the American people at this point change what the government is doing? We have to, the Biden administration is a full partner in this genocide. It knows very well what Israel is doing. That's why it constantly talks about what will happen afterwards. It's call for you know protecting civilians Bibi Netanyahu says they're being careful not to target civilians um, is uh, they understand what the military strategy is and that's to make Gaza uninhabitable and create a reign of terror to push people out uh, and of course they've given them a supplemental military aid package of about 10 billion dollars or to get 3.8 billion dollars a year uh, in military assistance uh, uh, so we've got to support the boycott, divestment, and sanction movement, just as we did in the campaign against the apartheid state of South Africa. 
that has to come uh, out of popular mobilization. We've seen that. Uh, I've been to several of the demonstrations. It's very heartening because they they're I go to I went to a lot of the demonstrations against the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, and they tended to be old. They skewed older. These skew younger, uh, both in terms of the crowd and the speakers. Uh, and and I think that uh, that is driven by two factors. One, uh, this generation, the younger generation, uh, understands how corrupt and compromised the mainstream media is. Uh, and uh, number two, I think they're much more sensitive to the nature of colonial settler projects and how they work. So Chris Hedges will be speaking this Wednesday. You can go to mediasanctuary.org uh, to, to um, reserve your tickets. You know, last comments in the, in the last minute. And do you have any optimism that this is actually going to produce any type of lasting peace or this at some point Israel stops, you know, the, the slaughter, but, you know, nothing really happens to improve the uh, situation for the Palestinians? No, I, I think that I know Netanyahu and, and some of the figures who all come out of the Merikahana movement. He was this radical, racist, kind of Jewish fascist rabbi. No, their goal, and they've been quite uh, upfront about it for years, is cleansing. I think when they finish with Gaza, they will try and turn on the West Bank, which is why the Jordanian army has moved its armed forces up along the border uh, between Israel and the West Bank to prevent that from happening. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Chris, if people want to read more of your stuff, you have a web page people can look at? It's all, everything comes out at chrishedges.substack.com. Uh, and this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.